0: Some memories don't fade, sometimes
1: you miss the old days But nothing changed, let you change What's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak How you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach How you
2: reach, let it sink What's your purpose, what's your passion, did the pain? what's your plan Is it playing, wanna play, how'd you play, I'm
3: just playing What's your purpose, what's your passion, did
0: it pay
2: We are back. It is plugged with Molly and Joe. Patrick it now is a little bit better than before. Yes, yes. Clap it up to us. I don't know. This is show like 18, 19, something like that. I lost count, but we're here. The mental warriors is here. Shout out to all the other mental warriors that's come on our yes. show and spoke their knowledge, the people that follow us, the people that that keep in tune with us and all that other good stuff. That's my boy Words by Joe. Uh, oh, that this yeah, he did good. Okay. So, I'm Molly, of course. You know what I mean? And this is what our show is all about. You already know. All right. So in oh, episode nineteen is what the the you know, what we got. So, you know, kudos to us, man. I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's not easy to keep, you know, to keep your mind sharp, to keep your minds going with the different topics that come about each and every week. It can get redundant sometimes for some people, but I think redundancy is good in a sense where at least it it, it, it sinks in to where, you know, there's an important need for what we're trying to do. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes the best things are said, over and over again you know you mm. have to let people know and you have to tell them uh because they'll forget or something new will come forth and you won't re- you won't you won't remember like right? it'll just be like yesterday's news so you just got to keep drying grinding it, and drilling in their head until eventually it becomes common folk
2: right them. right because that's 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 one of the that's one of the key things about having a show like this now is that we want to make the knowledge that we bring forth to everyone be, be common knowledge. Be something that, oh, yeah, I remember this. Oh, yeah, I know about that. Oh, yeah, I can reference this from that show or from just just your own your own research. You know what I mean? I employ I everyone go out there and do their own research and figure out for themselves what's true for themselves. Because after you do the research, then it becomes easier because you just live this life. You, you understand what I'm saying, Joe? Absolutely, but the good thing is, is people like us
1: around us going to continue to spread the message and let people know. So, if you're having a difficult time figuring it out, we here for you, and we got a lot more where it's coming from.
2: <laughs> I mean, we here, we're like, um, I know. Let's give a, give our people an idea what's going on in August. We're going to take a little, you know, a little summer break because they, you know, people need to. Get their minds, you know, right. You know what I'm saying? Go, go, spend a little time with the family. Go enjoy themselves. Go and enjoy the summer, especially being from from New York. What's good, Sean Don? That's Sean Don from the Evening Rush and well, the Evening sure. Rush work. CEO. You know what I mean? Boss, 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 boss kind of status. Thing, you know? Right. One of the guys that's going to teach us, teach us the way, teach us the way, Yoda. That's right. <laughs> You know what I mean. So we're gonna take a little vacay, but in the meantime, while we're taking a little vacay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna sit there and throw back our shows. We got about nineteen of them. By the time we're done, probably be twenty-one of them, and then we go, you know, allow people to take, you know, take absorb us, right? That's right. All right. So first and foremost, you know, shout out to the Evening Rush Network. I already shout them out. right. So he had said to shout out the big boys, but I think everybody is big. What you think, Joe?
1: Oh yeah. Um, everybody's big, because any source, any resource, or any way that somebody's trying to get information is big for them. We may not see it as such, but that may be the only type of resource they have. Right. So we have to look at everybody and say, you know, that it's important to reach the masses and by all means.
2: Right. So we got the Evening Rush Network, of course, all right, And we're live on the EveningRushNetwork.com. We are live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Twitch. We're live on Periscope Twitter. Um, and we're live on Mixcloud. You can watch us now. This is a new twist. I mean, I haven't figured out how this works or what have you, but we're going to figure it out, and we're going to come back even stronger with that. Um, You can watch us on Deja Vu Television. Shout out to Deja Vu Television, and we can, you can watch us on Roku TV now. Huh? That sounds like sounds like some dopeness, no? That's right. They can see us in the flesh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and,
1: and some of the things they can hear us on, Joe. Ah, you can hear us on Anchor FM iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, iTunes Podcast, Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast Podcast, Radio Public Podcast, Spotify, Spreader, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Mixed Cloud, Pod Chaser, Pod Bean, and Listen Notes. And of course, the Evening Rush Network.
2: Yes. And then we found out today that they're officially on Nelson SoundScan. So now all the numbers, all the likes and the shares and the views and all that other stuff, um, it all counts. Absolutely. Yeah, it all counts. Yeah. For no yeah. excuses, no nah. explanations. Nah, And listen, Lord, listen, we aspire one to a hundred to a thousand to a million. Listen, right. it's, it's, it, it's what we what we're here to do. Right. Um, well, from what I gather, bro, you got a special guest for us today.
1: Ah, yes, I do. Um, I had to go into my resources. Like this woman that I we're going to introduce is a mental warrior as ourselves because I see it every day. Um, she's also someone who's in the masses of saving the people and making the better of themselves, and she's also a scholar as well. So, I thought that her. Two cents, if you will, would add to ours. So I would like to welcome Miss Ishelle Tillery
2: to the program. Good Hello,
0: evening. it Good is evening. a
2: pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Um, we're going to get into your story probably a little bit later. Well, you know. It, if people follow us they know how our show runs we usually get into the meat and potatoes of what you know what we're talking about and then we we, you know we lay back and then understand exactly why we brought you on and why it's important for your story to be heard you understand all right all right and i appreciate you sis
0: thank
2: you all right joe so now you know what time it is right oh yes paying homage to our
1: ancestors i
2: love it did you explain? Did you explain to sis how this works?
1: Yes, yes I did. We pay okay. homage to an ancestor, somebody who meant an important aspect to our life. Kind of made us who we are. It could be anybody from the knowns to the unknowns. So I know we all have one. I will go first, as always. This mm-hmm. gentleman was I met later in his years. Um, he's somebody that I met through my other form of business. And I'm a historian, as for most people know, and this gentleman was a historian as well, but not very humble about his works. I'm talking about the late William Bill Miles. Okay. William Bill, a lot of people don't know him. A filmmaker he was, Bill Miles was an American filmmaker, born and raised in Harlem. Uh, he created a couple of documentaries that focused on the uh, Harlem experience. I remember Harlem also Men of branch, which focuses on the 369th Infantry. Uh, he worked for PBS in the 80s, uh, continued to do a lot of works with them, about maybe 10 other documentaries as well that are in the St. Louis, uh, Washington University uh, Library. I've been trying to get access to them, but you know, eventually I'll get access to a lot more of his work. Mm-hmm. I have some of them. But uh, Bill was just somebody who saw what was going on in life and he had to tell the story, kind of like we are. So, and I got to see him as he told his stories or at, at the end of his life and he had such a great time doing it and he was just an encyclopedia. So, I, you know, I, I'm glad I had the time to spend with him and pick his brain and he encouraged me to do the same. So, I'll um, to you, Brother Bill, you know, where you are. Yes,
2: indeed, 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 indeed. Indeed. So, I mean, that's... A- Wonderful story. I I'm, I wasn't familiar with this story, of course, but um, that's what that's what paying homage is all about. Paying homage is, is not about the the stars of of, of 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 TV and the stars of yesterday. It's more so about the people that influences us and influence how, the way we think and the way we go about the you know trying to maneuver ourselves within the system. So Absolutely. that goes to my you know who I pay homage to today. And that is John Elroy Sanford. Who is that, you ask? That is the great Red Fox. Comedian. (laughs) He's better known by his stage name, Red Fox. He was an American stand up comedian and actor. Fox gained success with his raunchy nightclub acts during the 1950s and the 1960s, known as the King of Party Records. He performed in more than 50 records in his lifetime. He portrayed Fred G. Sanford on the television show Sanford and Son and starred in The Red Fox Show and The Royal Family. All right. He was in plenty of films. One of my favorite films of all time, Harlem Knight. Yes. And one of the reasons why I chose Red Fox, and to be honest with you, is because he was him at all times. I don't care if he was acting, I don't care if he was doing stand up. He was always unapologetically him. All right. Awesome. Um <laughs> he paved the way for for what we were what we would know as the norm in, in, in black society. And that was through his work in comedy. You understand what I'm saying? His show, his show is one of the first ones where you'll see him, they they, they speaking about um, um, um police brutality. You know what I mean? They were speaking about the N-word. They was, right. they were they they were speaking about racism because remember the little Puerto Rican guy from across the way and yeah. all that. you know what I'm saying, I'm saying um friendship, um single look, he was a single father. Yes, he was. You know yeah. understand what I'm saying? So if you look at all the layers to he was an entrepreneur, he yeah. might have been a junk man, but he was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. as yeah. well. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you talk about Bill Cosby, right? You talk about a Bill Cosby and what his work did for, for our psyche you have to also speak about Fred G. Sanford, you know what I'm saying? You know, right, talk yeah. about those things that play with our psyche to make us understand that even if you're selling junk, you could be selling the lowest of low, but listen, as long as it's yours, you're going to do something. You know what I mean? So that, that I get, I give my props to Red Fox for everything that, you know, everything that his shows and everything about, you know, Sanford and Son and all of, all his work that ever inspired me to just be, just be myself at all times. I Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. indeed.
1: Yeah. OK, Missy Shell, you are up. Who is your ancestor that you're paying homage to?
3: So I'm paying homage to my great grandmother, Georgia Lee Bryant. Um, She passed away at 90 years old. She was the matriarch of our family. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's <is> what <laughs> Um, She was very instrumental in ensuring that us young black girls that turned into black women were made sure that we dressed appropriately. She made sure we knew how to move around the kitchen. She taught us to respect others. She taught us um, how to also be entrepreneurs. Um, She sold pies and cakes. She was a baker. Um, She was a domestic worker, but one of the other things that really she instilled in us is to have our own real estate, to own our homes. And she owned her home until the day she died. I had the privilege of moving into her home and living there for a little while before my grandmother, who... It was it was in her name after um, my great-grandmother passed but my grandmother decided to sell it but I was able to live in that home for a little while with my own children and my husband at the time and so one of the things that she I, you know we talk about generational wealth and I think that was truly the beginning of making sure that we own something um, that in education. You know, they can't take your education from you if you have your education, and they can't take your ownership of your home away. And it and it's lucrative. She had a tenant. She made her own money from having owning her home. So today I pay homage to her. Georgia Lee Bryant, my youngest daughter, has her little name for her
2: that is so dope of a story. Like, I don't know, like I, I, between you and Joe, I'm sitting here like, all right, maybe, I, you know, I could have found something. Nah, but nah, I'm good. I'm good
0: with <laughs> Joe. You know,
2: what I mean, because it actually fits with both. You know, he fits into what both, you know, both, both people that you guys sandwich me in with does. You know, what I mean, one was an entrepreneur at, at, at you know, at, at, at her core. And the other one was very outspoken about everything, you know, everything black. So you know, what I mean, hey, what can we, you know, what I mean? So I guess it, it it sandwiched itself just nicely, you know. Absolutely, right. Yeah, and you know, respect and praise to them people, man. Especially, you know, all the all 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 the ancestors, all ancestors, man. So as we speak, we're going to move on to our next segment, which is what we call current events. You know what I mean? Um, the about current events is basically it's what's happening in the now. Alright? So, what's happening in the now, Joe, you brought up the fact that uh, <laughs> you brought it up a few times this week. You know what I mean? And I think it's really bothering you a little bit that this is happening. So, I'm going to bring up the topic of Illinois. Isn't that with Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, right? Chicago, yeah, yeah. all that, right? Okay. Has mandated, okay? So Illinois has mandated Asian American history as part of their curriculum. So we went from a week or a couple of weeks where we are speaking on people as taken away the teaching of African American history to Illinois' mandate in Asian American history.
1: Well, it's just, it's something that you look at and you're seeing Illinois, you're seeing it just happen, and you're like, there's no disregard to the Asian American culture, as every culture has made some type of impact in this country, good or bad. Right. Where's the emphasis coming from? You know, I mean, when you have a culture that, I'll i dare to say it that hasn't contributed as much as African American history. I'll tell you that, but there's a mandate on that culture, but our culture is being taken away from us or being ignored. So, what is the importance of an Asian American history culture? Like, why is
2: that so important right now? But like, why is that being pushed? Me personally, me personally, I, I I don't see where it was being muted in the first place because. I mean, as cliche as it might be, I grew up watching a lot of their culture. I, I watched karate, you know, you might say, okay, it just was karate flicks, but we went deeper than just karate flicks. When you look at the, like, group, super group, the super group Wu-Tang Clad, it right. was deeper than just karate flicks. So we never had any kind of disrespect towards the Asian-American um, um, culture. You understand what I'm saying? Or just Asian Asian culture in a sense. You know what i mean now the asian american culture now because remember we know about they was in concentration camps here in america they was jailed on they was jailed forcibly in here in america they was also slaves here in america okay. so Perfect. it think about it i know this so therefore it was never muted i'm not asking them to mute that i'm asking them to include us once again michelle
3: so this here's what i think about this one the asian community they band together and i think when it comes to you know yes we have black lives matter we're out there advocating but in all honesty i think sometimes what messes us up as a people is that we can't come together we come together in certain aspects to fight a cause but then also We have all this black on black crime. We have, and so sometimes I feel that they can't take us seriously when we don't, we don't respect ourselves enough to band together and um, take over and allow ourselves to unite and be powerful within our own communities. So sometimes I feel when I think about this and how quickly it happened, because it happened like overnight with the right. Asian community. Because the
2: the, the the crime the, the crime bill also, remember the exactly. crime bill. overnight. I
3: mean? Overnight. And I just feel like sometimes and 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 we don't some the the, the discord between us as a people is not I don't think it's something that we created ourselves, like we're not against ourselves because we want to be against each other. It's right. been embedded. There's there's a there's been a lot of um, the uh, diversion within us from others to light skin, dark skin, um, house Negro, field Negro. So we inflict that upon ourselves, and then we we tend to treat each other in that same way. So if we can't come together and know that we all are the same and we all are fighting for this one lives here in the projects, this one lives here on the Upper West Side. Oh, that I don't relate to them because they live here on the Upper West Side and this one lives in the projects in public housing. So when we have that kind of separation within ourselves. Exactly. I think it's hard for us to even fight for certain things that to make people take us seriously. We absolutely can do it, but we have some work to do within ourselves.
2: Okay. So what you're you're in saying with the unity of the Asian community, it allows them to get things to happen faster than it would happen for ourselves. That's one thing that you're saying that I catch on to what you're saying. Now, one of our one of our viewers is speaking to Black on Black Crime and and asked the question, what's that? That is the actual teaching of us to hate one up, to hate ourselves. They've taught us for so long to hate ourselves. And it speaks to Miss Tillery's um 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 talk about how we was the house Negro or the field Negro or the, 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 the shades of color, the dark skin to the light skin and all these other different things. So when they, uh, the system makes an enemy out of ourselves, when we can look at each other and find an enemy within ourselves, that's why you have black on black crime. That's, that's what black on black crime is, is the fact that we hate ourselves in a sense. And how do we address the cause of crime in our community is by, imploring that we love ourselves more shows like this where we saying, i love you brother or i love you sister or i love you family or i love you my wife i love you my people i love you community i love you i love you i love you so that's how we're going to negate it is that all the things that we were taught to hate about ourselves we have to start teaching how to love about ourselves if anybody could you know catch that one
0: absolutely
2: Uh yes learned behavior is definitely from it it's a systemic
1: issue absolutely and that's the problem the problem is we're in too deep if you will as Mm -hmm. a people we are in too deep and it's going to take a lot for us to get out of it Mm -hmm. and i but i think the seeds need to be planted for us to get out of it right so we're starting to see little things now but then when we see these retractions about other cultures being put ahead of ours, and our voting rights being taken away from us, and things like that—that's all part of the program. That's all part of the other systemic oppression. And but that's, they're fighting yeah. against. It.
2: Go ahead. No, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're
1: fighting against it. That's it. It goes with what they're with the master plan. Right.
2: But that also allows us to understand that our what we're doing is actually working because they are letting go. Of some of the range of things they might not want to let go at, at any point of time. You understand what I'm saying? They're saying, you know, we're going to protect the Asians. We still won't protect you guys, but we're going to protect the Asians right now. We won't protect you guys, but we protect the LGBTQ. We won't protect you guys, but we... So, at, at some point, their back is going to be up against the wall, if you ask me. You understand? Miss um, Hillary, do you have anything to say? Yeah, the, I, o- what's I what's
3: also going? feel like um enough of us in these in these rooms where these decisions are being made, I don't think there's enough of us that are willing and and will take the seat at the table and own that seat at the table. I think a lot of people that have the seat at the table don't really know what their power is, or you know that they're, they're part of the get along game. They don't want to disrupt Yeah, they don't want to disrupt too much. They don't want yeah, to cause too many problems. They, Happy to be there, you know. I was happy to be here, and that's and that's what it is. And so, somebody right. like myself sitting at the table would disrupt the whole situation. Right. Nobody would leave that meeting without hearing from me. Right. I would I definitely put myself in the in a position where they they were never inviting her back. We 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 can't okay. have her back here
0: because yeah,
2: disrupt the flow of as, exactly. per u- as per usual, we get we get we get to one topic of current events, and we just ride it out for whatever reason. We're supposed to have about like three other topics, but we probably won't get to all of those because that's where the mental warriors, when they get to talking, when we get to talking, when we get to spawn, it's a whole different ball game, right? But so instead of just dwelling on that, we're going to go to another state because the Texas governors threatens to arrest House Democrats who fled the state to fight for voting rights.
1: That's another no. issue. Well, like we know Texas is a Republican state. We know they have a lot of power, with, especially with our former president, and they're a big Republican state, and they mean a lot to the country. So mm-hmm. what happened was the Democrats that are in power don't agree with what the the, uh, the, the voting rights acts that are being passed on. So they said, right. we're going to disrupt the process. The right. governor is like, you've got to pass this, and we're going to arrest you if you don't show up And, and, you know, and take your medicine, if you will. Why does it have to come down to that? I mean, they're only making it harder for the people who vote and and the minorities who vote. That's what those those Voters Act changes are for. You know, that's Mm -hmm. who they're supposed to not benefit, but that's who they're supposed to uh, respond to, respond to us because they didn't like our outcoming this last election. So the next election that comes, they're going to make it as hard as they can for us to do that. I mean, look at what Georgia's doing where they want to allow the elderly to get water. Water if they're standing in line during voting process. Are you serious? Uh, that's- they're making it, this is ridiculous. Like, who is that for?
2: You're not going to say
1: it's for the minority, but we know because who are the people that are going to come out and
3: really do that?
2: Right. Right. Miss Tillery?
3: I think that's absolutely ludicrous. And again, if I was sitting in this situation, if I was in Atlanta and I saw that happening, I would lose my mind. But I also would be, I would also be strategic and I would do something, probably ban, not ban, pull together a group of people such as yourselves. And so we would make it really easy. They wouldn't have to walk off and get water. We would be out there handing it to them so i would put a solution to the problem so you you don't want them to walk away they're going to lose their whatever the situation is i would bring a solution to the problem mm-hmm. and make it even more difficult and that's what our ancestors did They made right. it even right. more difficult oh you don't want us to you don't want us to sit sit on the we, bus or oh, we're going to walk to work that's
0: right okay
2: put the pressure on put the pressure on you got to put gotta the
3: pressure on, on. pressure mm-hmm. bu- pressure bus pipes
2: Yes, they do. <laughs> we're gonna leave we gonna leave we're gonna leave that one on that note. Front yes. uh, oh, pressure bus pipe. That's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, um unfortunately, Cornell West, the great Cornell West, Dr. Cornell West resigned from Harvard. Yes, I never sir. thought I never thought he should have been there in the first place. Like, you know, me honestly. Like, that's just me. Like, what are you doing there? Like, that's their stuff. Right. That's like, me. And that's where I would have gone with that as well. Like, it's almost like
1: how the system, we're proving ourselves in their system. They never wanted him there in the first place. So it's like for that, it's bittersweet because we know how hard he worked. He graduated from Harvard. So we know yeah. how hard he worked to go through that system and they still refuse to give him what his rights are due. And there's a lot of people recently that have been in, put in positions of power and they're not being given their due. They're not giving their reward. But like you said, we're in their system. What we need to do is create our own system and have that. Like, what makes their titles better than
2: ours? Yes. What
1: makes their labels better than ours? Absolutely nothing.
2: And he and he and and he's one the champion that we are best. We are the best. We are the best. He he oh, was okay. DJ Khaled before DJ Khaled was DJ Khaled. We the That's best. Right. And then you fell in and became a token to their system. Sis, yep. what do you have to say?
3: So here's Real the quick. thing. Here's the thing. I'm a doctoral student at Tulane University. That's one of the whitest universities in the nation. Okay, and one of the most difficult to get into. But I'm in their doctoral program in the social work doctoral program. My goal and my dream and what I will do is I'll take that education from Tulane University and I'm gonna apply it to a black historical cl- college and That's be the that- right of the social work department there.
2: That's right. Okay,
3: that is what I'm going to do. That's that's, what you're that is to. what I'm going to do. I don't need their title. I don't need Tulane to give me a title. Right. I'm going to take it and then I'm going to apply it to where it belongs because that's why I'm there.
1: That's right. Well we just right. hope that there are more we hope that there are more of us that do that. You know, you go there for the education but you realize ours is much
2: as important as well, you know. Right and, and 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 doctoral student John, I understand you're 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 at an Ivy League shaking it, shaking it things up, but just the same way as Dr. Cornell West, there's always going to be a, a ceiling in those in those institutions. That's so right. the fact that what you're doing, also what we know that you're doing, is being the executive director to a to a community organization, and rooted here in Brooklyn, that is what sis is talking about where you take from there and you feed it into the community Community, yeah you know what i mean so with that we're going to take a break real quick because we have a little few words from the evening rush network we're going to have future dr tillery on okay and then we're going to have my main man joe all right and then me of course molly will be back um but we're going to listen we're going to hear some words from the evening rush network real quick be back
3: looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start
2: All right, all right, all right. We are back, we are back, we are back. Um, hopefully we have this back on. I don't know where she go because we didn't ask her to go nowhere. So, Joe, you get her back off. Where right. are you? Where are you? Yeah, like I let them know, we are, we are streaming live from the Evening Rush Network, YouTube, and all that other good stuff that we named in the beginning. You know what I mean? All that other good stuff we named in the beginning. So That's if you right. want to know where we're coming from, you watch the whole show, and then you'll figure it out, right? All right. So, um, Deja Vu TV, of, of course, we got we from you know we're doing that on TV now, on Roku TV, we in um, YouTube, Facebook, all that other good stuff. We are also sponsored by Balla Big Appalachian Academy for the Arts. That is my actual program that I co-founded with a bunch of good people. Uh, we're doing the community work um Jada John who 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 comments in the you've seen you know comment in the in the remarks and the such she is our executive director um there at Baller Big Appalachian Academy for the arts where we do we have a HBCU style marching band speaking to what sis was talking about as far as giving back to our history our history and to giving back to our communities. That's one of the things that we try to do. Um, as well as mentor and all the other all different things that we're doing, me and Joe, we're um, co we're co um, what's that? I forget the word, chairs. Yeah, we're co chairs of uh, Ball of Bronze. Um, I'm not good with titles because I don't believe in titles, I believe right. in serving the community. I just believe right. in the work, you know what I mean? So, when it comes down to some of these titles, sometimes I get a little mixed up. Trust me, I get tongue tied about titles because I don't believe in them. I believe that each human being is just about their work, all right. So you can check us out, hashtag Baller. You know what I mean? www.baller.org. Um, check us out. We got our summer program up and running. Got our little kids running around, enjoying themselves, learning music and such. So enough of, enough about Baller. Enough about us. You know what I mean? And that's the reason why you have your own platform so where you can do these type of things, right? Okay. All right. But what I want to feed into you guys' brain about um, the topic of the day Um. I don't know, it was a random topic we came up with, right? Lost well, bottles.
1: Lost it, bottles. It, was, it was random because we were just having our basic, you know, banter, our conversations uh-huh. that we normally do, you uh-huh. know, our, our uh-huh. basic production. And right. as we're going through the things, we're like, how many people know what these things are? Like, these are things that are not really known. So you right. know, just have to bring them to the light and, you know, and it, it goes with what we do. So the topic for today is Lost Files, what the school system forgot to teach us.
2: And what I would want to do is let everybody know. I want to implore on our, our ourselves, our production, our production crew behind the scenes and as such, is that just like paying homage or just like our intro, some of the things that we do normally, we have, we take a minute or two to shout out the Lost Files, you understand? To where we say, what did the, you know what I mean, because it's way more than what we have time for to bring about today. Absolutely. And I think, yes, a new segment, please. Yes, I would like to do a new segment and it'd be just the same. Yes, it'd be just the same as this. Might be a five minute segment to highlight one of those situations where what the school system forgot to teach. Us. That sounds like a plan to me. All right. I think that'll work. Okay. All right. So, first, Joe what the school system forgot to teach us. Oh
1: boy, well, we know that when it comes to, usually you'll hear this around Black History Month, you'll hear about the inventors of people of African descent who made uh, impact in their communities. Something that came forth to me was a gentleman by the name of Otis Boykin. Otis Boykin was an inventor. He was an inventor that was responsible for 29 different patents including the pacemaker. Most people don't know who Otis Boykin was. Like You wouldn't look at the pacemaker and say, oh, a black person is responsible for this, as well as a lot, a lot of
2: other inventions as well. Can I give and you another one real quick? Can I give you another one real quick? Absolutely. A yes. one, one, one major one real quick. Go ahead. Missile guidance, bro. Wow. Missile guidance missile guidance look at that like
1: another one you know you wouldn't look at him and say that guided missiles he would he was responsible for that he was responsible for IBM computers you know all these things that you look at and you wouldn't look at a black person and say okay he was another invention was the burglar proof cash register like really like these are things that we use in an everyday setting and everyday lifestyle, and these are things that are very important to society. And You, an African American man, is responsible for these patents and these creations. So, I'm pretty sure 95% of people don't know this. I'm almost right. willing to say 99% of people don't know this, <laughs> right. but that's part of the things that I didn't learn about when I was
2: in school, Miss Tillery. What do you think about what we just learned today?
3: Wow. <laughs> From what I'm learning um, as a doctoral student, there's a lot of um, information. Different. I mean, <laughs> it's just so much. I can't even get it together. There's so much that they don't give us credit for, and right. I think it's it's just the it's it's because how could first of all why would we think that we were we were so amazing and we invented these things when they won't even show us or tell us or teach it in our schools for us to see how amazingly great we are and right. when i have to be honest when i stumble across things like as a doctoral student i read about how um a black social worker okay was behind the um Brown versus the Board of Education. Mm. The Supreme Court asked her to do the research on how the how segregation impacted black children.
0: Mm. I would
3: have never thought that or known that it was a black social worker who was behind that research and how segregation impacted. Black students, never ever, and right here in Harlem, she started the first child, black child development organization right here in Harlem.
2: Wow, wow, that's 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 deep, that's deep, that's That's real deep, and that's what that's that's why this is this is a this is a pretty 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 good segment we're stumbling upon because I think that um, we could keep going. With so many other different things, right? Because I, I believe one of the topics that um Joe, one of the one of the one of the situations that they forget to the teach us in school is about Greenwood. Um, you familiar with Greenwood, Joe?
1: Absolutely. Greenwood was the neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That say it again.
2: Happened. Say say it one more time for them. Greenwood
1: was the neighborhood, Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was discovered, that was founded by us. It was considered the first black-owned neighborhood in this Wall
2: Street. Let yes. them know. Black
1: Wall, Black Street, Wall Street. It was
2: our first
1: official neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. there was so I, I, I've done a lot of recent traveling, if you will. And I've gone to a lot of places where you look at the they have maybe a couple of landmarks and they'll talk about the neighborhood being there. But most of those neighborhoods are run down. They're disoriented. They're gone. You know, there's no there's no lead way of them. There's nothing there to tell us of the history that existed in these neighborhoods. And it's sad because we had a we had a life, we had a legacy, we had a history, we had all these things and there's nothing there that's telling us that this stuff existed. So our, the generations that come up wouldn't even know of it. Hell, we don't, most of, the, most of us don't know of these things until we do the research.
2: Because, why wouldn't you tell us that about the Tulsa Race Massacre, which took place on May 31st and June to June 1st, 1921, when mobs of white residents, some of them deputized by the police and given weapons by city officials, attacked black residents and destroyed homes and businesses of Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, U.S., alternatively known as the Tulsa Race Riot? or the Black Wall Street Massacre. The event is considered one of the single worst incidents of racial violence in American history. We, 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 we followed that up a little bit later on in life, trust me. Um, the attacks burnt and destroyed more than 35 square blocks of the neighborhood. At the time, one of the wealthiest Black communities in the United States, known as Black Wall Street. Now, as simple as I read that from off of off of the off of the internet, is as simple as these are the type of things that could be taught in our in our schools. These are the kind of things that could be taught to to help build our morale as a people, to help build our, our our you know build up build up our spirit to make sure that we know that we are somebody that we you know. But why would they do that, right, 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 Miss What you think? Yes. Why would they?
3: Why would they want us to know that we're great? We're powerful. We're amazing. That we have made major contributions to this country. Why would they want us to know that? Mm -hmm. Because they're threatened.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So we go from Greenwood, but then okay, that's that's down. That's down. That's down. That's down south, right? That's Oklahoma, right? Right. So so let's. All right. I'm a New Yorker. You a New Yorker? Y'all New Yorkers, right? So right. let's talk about Seneca Village.
1: Seneca Village. Seneca
2: Village. we Seneca Village, Joe. We're
1: Seneca Village, Joe. Well, Seneca Village was where Central was where Central Park is now. People wouldn't know that. Between eighty second and 89th street between mm-hmm. what was uh, 7th and 8th Avenues, right across mm-hmm. from the Museum of Natural History. Nobody would recognize that that being a black village. That was a black village of 225 residents from 1825 to 1857. So you talk talking about over 30 years of a village that was there, and what happened? Well, once they decided to build Central Park, we were all moved from Seneca Village, gone, just, And nothing in existence. Now, I ride through that park on a regular basis. There's maybe a little plaque there that talks about Seneca Village, but nothing there. Like, we don't know any history of Seneca Village. We don't know of people that lived the residency or anything. And there's so many neighborhoods like this in this country that were once there, driving neighborhoods that meant something to the community. And there's
2: nothing there, gone, ghost. And that drives us to our next Point in our topic of the day is the missing history of the black family so we're talking about them sweeping sweeping whole family legacies under the rug just in order to capitalize and build upon said taken land right miss tillery do you want to speak to this
3: I absolutely want to speak to this because I have been given the amazing opportunity to rebuild this particular course at a city university that I teach. And, And uh, And this summer for the first time in maybe about 15 years, the course was going to run. I only had four students sign up for this course. Four. Wow. Four, and we know CUNY universities are highly diverse, but they are heavily attended by people of color.
0: Right, right.
3: Okay, four. Four students, so they canceled. It was supposed to start on Monday. They canceled the course. So now I have the opportunity again to run it for the fall semester. I have to have no less than 25 students enroll. And right now, looking at my enrollment for that particular class, it's still zero. Wow. How, and when I tell you this course, when they asked me if I wanted to rebuild the course, I was like, absolutely, because, the history of, and the psychology of the black family goes way back to pre-slavery, post-slavery, the black church. The black church is all about the black family, okay? Let's just let's just start there. There is so much information that makes up for the psychology of the black family. And for someone such as myself, you, If if I came across this course, I would try my hardest to fit that into my schedule. And it's only an elective. It's not mandatory by the Africana Studies Department, which it should be, because it is the history and the foundation of who we are. But it's it's only an elective, and students are opting not to take it because it is an elective, and if their financial aid doesn't allow them to... um, pay
2: for something that's elective over the summer they they're not gonna do it that goes to that that goes to what sean is saying they're not promoting it well i wouldn't say they're not promoting it but they're not making it mandatory Mandatory. right once once you say it's an elective that means you're giving someone a choice per se as if it's knowledge that they might want to hear or they might not want to hear right joe what you think
1: well just like they're able to mandate asian american history but you know the psychology of the black family should be a mandate in courses or anything in regards to black history because we are a part of the american
0: curriculum
2: because the missing part the missing part of our history plays into the psychology of the black family all in all because we don't get we don't allow ourselves to be raised in in that kind of generational wealth type of type of buildup, you understand what I'm saying? Where We say, okay, I might have had one, I might have had one one two cows, and then I built it to ten cows, and I built it to a hundred cows. Because as I get to a hundred cows, here comes some 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 people that's going to take all that land that's been fruitful to me and take over it and get rid of me. Absolutely.
1: You right. can't talk about Black history without uh, you can't talk about American history without featuring Black history. So, like you said, we are the missing. We're we're not the missing history because we're here, but we're the missing history. We're the ignored history. We're the history that's not being talked about.
0: Absolutely.
2: Because as you, as we speak on the school system, what they forgot to teach us, those are the type of things that we're sitting here like. How how can you forget these things? How can you forget to tell us these stories, unless they just want us to not know about these stories? So they want to sweep our history under the rug. And, and and we see it every day, especially with um 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 what critical CRT, right? Critical race yeah, theory right. and all that. Know. There you go.
3: There it, because it's painful know. for them, so it, yeah. it's painful for them. They don't want to relive that. Oh, it already happened. We're already gave you this, that, and the third. So let's not rehash that. No, it's still here. It's embedded in our the, our systems. It's how right. our children are educated i see it every single day one school looks different from the other school depending on where they are geographically it is it is a systematic issue
2: right and one of our writers that wrote said within our own families we sweep history under the rug and that there goes go. to one of our, that goes to one of our points because of shame and guilt in family history because they, like I said, they make us enemies of ourselves. So and then, so then, when they, when you look at it, it's a, it's a shameful thing when Uncle, the drunk Uncle over here, or or, 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 or the touchy feely Uncle over here, because we got to speak to every every facet of what, what's going on out here. Absolutely, you understand what I'm saying. So they allow that the shame and the guilt to pour into our communities and not the positivity. You understand what I'm saying? You See how that works? It's, it's a it's systemic. All of it is systemic and we have to break the system, no? Of course.
1: Of course, breaking the system is the key, but the problem that I see is that there's not enough of us doing it. We can talk all we want to, but if we're not the masses, people are not going to listen. That's why you have people calling us woke, whole tap and all these type of things. Everybody know who we are.
2: We don't know who we
1: are. That should be a given. You know, that's a mandate within itself, but it becomes a threat because it seems like you said earlier, we're disrupting the natural system, order of the system, order of things. And because of the fact that we're disrupting it, we're a problem we uh we're a threat to keeping things normal, if you will, whatever they consider normal to be.
3: We have to disrupt it. We can't. Sit like we got to We have to disrupt it.
2: Right.
1: And,
3: I, and I'm sorry, but marching. Is not always going to get it.
2: Tell them about it.
3: Watching is not Tell always going to get it. No. It's, we got to get into. The- quite way. annoying. If you sitting at that table, <laughs> if you sitting at that table, you better let that voice be heard.
1: That's right.
3: Because that, it? I mean, that, that what what is that doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's,
2: it's getting you corns on your feet, sis. I'm getting That's some corns. it. That's not, it.
3: First of all, I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to jail. Because some police said I can't go past some barrier, and I walk past the bar. I'm not going to jail for that. I'm not. But what I am going to do, I'm a shake, rattle, and roll the table I'm sitting at, and make them pay attention. That's
2: right. And that's exactly what we have to. That's why. That's why it's important for us to start getting into this, into our civic duties. You know what I mean? We got to get into civic work where we out here in these streets and start making sure that people understand the importance of voting. Um, at all times, at, 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 at every point that we could that we could make a change, we have to begin to do these things, you know what I mean? And um, that's what's the most important thing. Like you said, it says we have to make it be known, we have to expose and make them know that, listen, these are the things that you should have been teaching us, but you know what, we got this now. That's the I reason why. My, I, I
0: mm-hmm.
3: teach my students, get them local level politicians out, okay, stop worrying and talking about you're not going to vote for the president. That's not yes. my- problem these lazy community local leaders who don't do nothing that's right but show up shake a hand take a picture when the cameras are on and then they go back to their cubby hole Mm -hmm. during covid i didn't see not one elected official out here doing nothing not one
2: i i i i could speak i actually could speak to the fact that i saw a lot you know, I mean, my my program saw so a lot. We actually, we actually stood side by side with a few of them. So the fact that you haven't seen but so many, and then we actually had the ones. So that means, you know, I mean, at least at least I know for a fact that we're doing our job, getting out mm-hmm. here and making it and be known and, and, and making them stand up for what they have to say and what they need to do because it was a, but, it was a few of them out here. I'm hair not hair saying hair.
3: not going to not going to organizations and doing the work, just walking around the neighborhood. Period. Yeah, during that time. Big.
2: Uh-huh. I've witnessed it with crew count and the such. You know what I mean. I witnessed it with crew count. Um That's another organization that that okay. was going on where they was going through the communities. But trust me, just follow us, you'll see exactly what we're working on, what we got going on. We, we 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 tied into a lot of the a lot of the politicians on purpose to make sure that you don't say what you're saying about them anymore. You understand? We want to, we going to hold them accountable, and that's the reason why we have platforms like Club. Yes. Well, I can
1: speak.
0: No,
3: I, so I got to see you.
2: Uh, I oh, can speak yeah. to I can speak to this.
1: The most uh, the most I've seen was within the last three months, up until June twenty second. Like up that's before. when you have seen them out into the streets. You didn't really see them too much before that. And if it was, it was at some type of a, event. Like it exactly. wasn't in the public. So up here, it was a different scenario. And I know other places there are a lot who've been out in the streets doing what they're supposed to do. But I know up here in Harlem, it was a totally different story. You didn't really see them until the first last. Uh, month and a half or two months before the the, the primary just took place. And you're like, yeah. well, where have you been?
2: Oh, I've been part of this community for 20 years. I didn't even know that they
1: were a politician. I didn't even right, know that they
2: were there was a group. few there was a few that I was aware of that did they think. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna make sure Miss Hillary changed her idea about some of the politics. <laughs> not all of them not all of them Yeah, is poor, yeah, so we, yeah
3: we know that. we got some of, that, we, I
2: think that, I think that, I think, that, I, I, think
3: I, know I know a lot of them
2: Ah, that's good. That's good. Maybe you need to put us on to the ones that have been trying to fool us or something. I don't know. We talk we talk behind the scenes on that one. But Joe, I'ma let you handle the rest of this one because you're this is your good, good your good people and we wanna know a little bit more about who who, who Miss Tillery is?
1: Yes, as we're winding down the show, we every guest that we have on, we give them a chance to speak their piece, talk about who they are for our viewers that don't know, so they can become aware of your legacy and the impact that you're making in the community. So, for those who don't know, who is Ishelle Tillery?
3: Oh, so you want me to tell you? <laughs> 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 I am. I, I I'm a black woman who lives in a community. I'm a social worker at heart. I love and care for all people. I just want people to be respected and treated like human beings and just be loved. Um, I am um, I am an adjunct professor at John Jay College. Um, I teach in the Africana Studies Department. I teach three courses um, on community justice and approaches to community justice. And practices and introduction to community justice approaches is a bunch. I do field education instruction for those human services um, students. I also I'm also a um, adjunct professor at Malloy College. I specialized in gerontology when I was in social work school, so I also have a special love for older people because I feel like. They're the forgotten community. So I teach geriatric assessment and the introduction to gerontology there. Um, As I stated earlier, I am a brand new doctoral student at Tulane University School of Social Work, and I'm really excited about that work. Um, I am hoping to do some work around epigenetics and how it impacts um, Black children into their adulthood, and if there are interventions that... We can put in place to ensure that um young people grow up to be uh adults with integrity integrity rather than despair um i have two amazing daughters they're adults i work also in youth development um i'm a member of alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated and um i just love People in the community, and I honestly, I just want to keep the work to make things better, not just for my people, but for all people.
0: Mm.
2: Well, wow, okay. Um, yeah. um, that's one of them. That's one of them. That's one of them. Humming, humming, hummin hummin moments, like okay, uh, <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. like how do you follow that up? Like, what question could I even ask? Uh, uh, the, 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 you can ask
0: me anything. uh,
2: uh I don't know. It's nothing to really ask. You got it all covered. Like I'm looking at the list, and I'm like it's not really, it's not really to ask you. Really, to be honest with now, I'm just joking with you. What do you think contribute to the lack of knowledge of Black history, even during a time when we're seeing an uprising in movements like the Black Lives Matter movement? You spoke to that a little bit, so let's speak to that a little bit more. Okay, what do you think contribute to the lack of knowledge of Black history? I just
3: uh, also understand. I think. It's absent in the homes. I learned a lot about Black history in my home um, from my parents. Uh, They made sure we knew about slavery and what happened. They made sure not just during February that we knew about Black history. They constantly talked to us about it, constantly. Um, I am um, related to, some other famous people in Black America. So they made sure that we knew who they were and the work that they did and why it was so instrumental to the Black community. And I, th- I just think that Black history really starts in the home, but a lot of times it can't start in the home because people don't, they don't know who they are. And so I honestly, um, and I, I raised my daughters to be the same way to understand who they are by picking up books and giving them books. My my daughters did not have PlayStations. They're grown at 30 and 25 years old. So during that, when they were younger, they didn't play on the PlayStations or that other little thing that you have in your hand. If we were going somewhere, we bought them a book. They read books. And to this very day, my daughters get extremely excited about ordering a book from Amazon, Barnes & no- Like they love books they put me on to books sometimes and so i just think just when they're small really exposing them to to even if you don't know you all learn together what are we who are we what what, what makes us who we are why do we look the way that we do how did we even get here how did we get here, right. how, did we get here? how did we get here you know and i just think really teaching um teaching young people about that that's how it happened to me. That's how it became so intrigued. I mined in Africana studies when I was an undergrad because I wanted to know more about my history. And so okay. I just think it's it's in, it starts in the home.
2: Absolutely. And that is that is exactly where we where me and Joe agree told wholeheartedly about um, the lessons being taught here. Unplugged plugged is that it actually starts at the home. So the parents would have to start learning a little something about their history in order to be able to pass it on to the children. And sometimes the children are stubborn enough to not to try to figure it out for themselves, but we just need to hear there. That might be a topic for another day. Right. But what we're going to do is I'm going to close out with one last, um, questions, last topic, or what have you really based at you again, my dear, which is, um, What do you think is the controversy surrounding critical race theory and how does this connect to the issue of forgotten history in school curricula?
3: Okay. So again, I I believe critical race theory, it, it forces other people to look at themselves and they don't want to look at themselves and because they don't want to look at themselves in a negative content or way that they're pushing to not allow that to take place in schools um i actually right now i'm looking at an article that came out in the new york times um recently it came out on july 9th and it's what is what is critical race theory and how to learn more about the issue dividing school districts across the country because there was a teacher who actually in california who was um active parents complained about her doing a identity map which helps children to understand where they looked on this, where they were race, class, and gender wise during this lesson, the parents complained and she was no longer able to um, present this lesson ever again. And I just I think it's it's it it makes people look at themselves in a way where they they don't want to look at themselves in that way. Is what, one of the, the picture says stop teaching critical race theory to our kids. <laughs> who's on, the, who's on cover? Who does it look like?
2: Yeah, but looks, but, but you don't want to, you don't want to teach critical race theory, but you want to um teach gender roles and sexuality to our okay. kids. Like, come on, make it make sense, Joe. Make it make but sense. Here's what's funny about that, though: they
1: they're, they're penalizing kids for doing that. But why are you pushing services like 23andMe or Ancestry.com? That's exactly what they do they do the same thing what that project was doing. They take your DNA and they map out your ancestry for where you're from. But the problem is, it's not a capitalist gain to it. There's no money behind having a kid do it as a project, but they wanna tell people send that $250, go get the DNA swab and we'll come back in three months so you can get your history results. But we're not teaching kids to do that on their own or teaching us to do that on their own go oh, back to
3: systemic oppression. One of the one of the, um, one of the other sentences here in this um, article, it says, meanwhile, some schools have recommended to young readers the book, Not My Idea, a book about whiteness.
2: What? <laughs> yeah, I know you've been reading about books about whiteness because all I've read, when I read American History 1 and American History 2, Whatever we was in when it came down to American history, I was reading about a bunch of whiteness. Absolutely, that's I've been living. I've been living in a, in a in a in a in a in a country that 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 follows the pattern of whiteness. Like it's nothing about like wow, that's crazy. But that's how you change the narrative as well, right? Am I lying? Like that's how that's how you switch it up. You you become the victim. Because that's right. that, that's that's what people like to do. They they become the victim, and then they you know they have a leg to stand on all of a sudden, no? Right. right, and it takes
1: away it takes away from the main purpose and makes their purpose more relevant. Like we were just talking about our purpose, but how did you jump the line of oppression?
2: But they've been doing this for the longest. The same way when we're sitting here talking about Black Lives Matter and the such, and what we want we want our rights and this and the third, and we want it now. Something that we've been saying for de- for centuries, for decades, and the such they give it to other people to throw us off. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So that's why it happens for the Asian community quicker than it happened for our community. That way they could say, well, we did it for somebody. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I like, like, and then they play with our morals and our principles because what, you don't want them to get their rights? Of course we want them to have yeah. their rights. Right. You know what I mean? So they make us the bad guy because yeah. we mad because they got the rights before we did. We did, right. <laughs> <laughs> that is this. Oh my com- gosh that is what we're dealing with and, and and every week we figure out a way to deal with this situation and trust me you me um, producers in the back uh, uh, hold on I gotta do this I gotta do this you know because I'm gonna be big one day I'm gonna have one of them earpieces yes I know I have to ride <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no shade it's only jokes it's always good yeah. To, um to to have this show to be an outlet each and every week um was I having a rough week I don't even know anymore because I got this to reset myself so to say I got a wedding to look forward to this coming weekend that's right um, this oh matter factly hold on happy anniversary to myself to my yes wife, please. Wife. Happy yeah. anniversary yeah. love yeah. it love it yeah we was we we was married y- yesterday two years ago um, that's a dope thing. Yes, that was a dope thing. That was a dope, dope experience. Um, That's what legacies are made of. Those are the type of things that kids and other people realize and see and be like, yo, I could do that because that's what happened to me. I looked at somebody else and was like, wait a minute. They look real, real, real happy doing that there. Uh, you know what? Maybe this might be therapeutic for myself, you know? Right. So, <laughs> especially, come on, you know what we're dealing with in this mental torture in this country, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's my last words. Ms. Hillary, I guess, what do you have to say in, in, in real quickly as we wrap up?
3: I just thank you all for giving me the opportunity to speak and be a part of your amazing show. I, I think you all are doing great, amazing things. And this is going to take off in such a way you, you won't even be able to handle it because it's going to be so mind blowing. So keep pushing doors uh, open. And don't allow anyone to close them on
2: you. Nah,
1: absolutely we here. No. We, we here, right, Joe? What we ain't, ain't going nowhere either. They they got two strong mental warriors here. We are gonna continue to push. We gonna we gonna we gonna get it done. I promise
2: you. They gonna, and, They gonna and, have to and, with us and we got my sister, so she ain't playing with us. No, no. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe. What do you have to say to wrap this up, Joe? Ah, this is
1: a great session as always. This is our you know, our therapy, if you will, you know? This is how we get our voice across. So if I'm coming off as brash, angry, rude, whatever the case may be, we're telling people how we feel, but we're doing it in a way that makes sense. And we need right. to have more platforms like this. And Ishelle, right. you're welcome anytime. Like once we come back from our break, we're gonna start doing our studios soon. So you're mm-hmm. more than welcome to come back because there's always gonna be something to talk about because this country loves to create controversy. Yes. So, you know? Yeah. So anytime something new comes up, you know, we, we we
2: always have we always have a need for sounding boards. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: We
2: all right. And listen, I'm I'm actually like humbled by the by the people that we have had on the show so far. Like I'm like sitting here like that kind of knowledge that's out there in this world and it's like I don't know why would why you know we need it. We need it, we need it yeah. unmuted, we need to unwrap it, we need to open up the book and let it be read. We need every every aspect to every every positive thing that that we bring. You know, when these guests come on, such as yourself, and such as Zachariah, such as the the um, Billy Mitchells, and 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 the, and the numerous guests we had. We've had. I've learned from every last one of you guys. I've learned that I'm not in this struggle by myself. And I appreciate you, sis. I appreciate you, Joe. And the Evening Rush Network, my people from Plug Nation. Listen, plug with Molly and Joe. Get plugged in or plug yourself out one or the other but that's what we're saying today peace
0: peace